0: It is hard to believe that this is our sixth episode of BC's Paths Universal Child Care podcast. Welcome everyone as we examine child care activism and advocacy with Sharon Gregson, the provincial spokesperson for the 10-a-day child care campaign.
1: We are honoured and ever grateful to live and work on the unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish and Tsleil-Waututh Nations. We thank them for having cared for these lands and waters since time out of mind. We would like to recognise that this podcast is recorded on traditional unceded lands and we want to honour Indigenous ways of knowing that have nurtured the children of this land from time immemorial. Following the release of the latest
0: document from the 10-a-day childcare campaign, the 22 uh, 2022 roadmap for 10-a-day child care in BC. We are excited to explore advocacy and activism through the lens of equ- equity with our esteemed guest today.
1: And as always, we're honoured to introduce our podcast host with the most, Gita Chud. Over to Gita.
0: Thank you so very much, Crystal and Emily, and welcome, dear sister Sharon. Um. I think the best place for us to begin is by asking you to please share with us what led you to become such a lifelong childcare activist and advocate.
1: Thank you, Gita and Crystal and Emily. What a pleasure to be here. I've listened to the previous podcasts, and I am completely honored to be included um, and chat with you today. Um, like many advocates in various areas, I come to child care advocacy through my lived experience. I was way back when a single mom with a one year old and a two year old, and I wanted to return to university. And I was completely shocked as a then 22 year old perhaps, to discover that childcare was neither available to me, nor affordable. And I was really appalled that politicians seemed to be so unaware and so callous of how childcare was actually a gendered issue. So I changed the focus of my education to be able to receive subsidy and my children attended SFU childcare. and. Through Penny Coates, who was the executive director there at the time, I was introduced to advocacy through the Canadian Childcare Federation and what was then called the BC Daycare Action Coalition, which is now the coalition of child care advocates. And as a young mother, I found my political voice and I discovered that actually I was so mad about the whole thing that I wasn't even scared to talk to media folks about what childcare was like for a young mom struggling um, in university with affordability and with quality childcare access. So that's, that's how I got my start.
0: Well, thank you so much, Sharon, for sharing your lived experience as a single mom at the time with two very, very small children and your own desires at the time to uh, be able to return to university and at the same time discovering both the non-availability and the non-affordability of childcare, which had you literally appalled, and that your um, anger really gave you the power to address uh, politicians who seem to have no idea about this. And also some history about the time where your family was involved at SFU and where Penny Coates was and early days of the currently now coalition of childcare advocates BC called the BC Daycare Action Coalition. So love the uh, pulling together of so many of those issues. Our next question asks you to please elaborate on the advocacy strategy that leads to and will continue to promote the success of the 10 a day.
1: Great question, Gita. And a question that people across the country are asking um, when they look to BC's success with the 10 a day plan and our government's commitment to implement the 10 a day plan. So this comes from a partnership between the early childhood educators of BC and the coalition of childcare advocates who came together in 2010 because there wasn't enough progress being made on building a quality, affordable childcare system. And we put together a plan that still remains true on how to get from where we are to where we need to be. And right from 2010, when we first started talking about this plan, um, people have been ready for a solution to the childcare chaos, and that still exists today. People want a 10 a day solution. So as we build on what exists and we welcome in current providers, we knew right from the start when we launched our plan that we would be working with our allies, people who were also committed to the vision of a quality, affordable childcare system. And we built relationships. Um, and as those, those relationships and those allies listened to our plan, a plan that was and is concrete, doable, is costed, is credible. Um, we built a movement, the beginnings of a movement that still continues to grow today. And when politicians see that people want a solution to the child care crisis, and that people are ready to vote for 10 a day, then it's clear that they're prepared to act. And so with overwhelming evidence about the benefits of 10 a day childcare, evidence of overwhelming support across the province for 10-day childcare and our continued, what we call positive pressure on politicians. Um, Not only have we seen progress, but we continue to push for more progress.
0: Just love, uh, Sharon, the uh, use of the words positive progress and concrete, credible and doable action steps that can lead us and I know BC has been really seen as uh, you know the first and founding of um, the government's commitment both provincially and federally you also speak really well about the need for allies relationships and collaboration so the fact that the coalition joined forces with ECEBC to bring all the more strength and voices um, to move us from here to there and to a solution that is going to bring us affordable, accessible, high quality child care. And so in some ways, uh, your comments, we're a segue to our next question, which is, we know that the federal government's commitment and funding for childcare were included in this current budget. Can we now discuss the potential strengths and perhaps some weaknesses of this budget proposal?
1: Well, let's be clear, the government never gets everything right, no matter what they do. Um, That being said, the budget that we just received from the province for the upcoming year does put childcare and 10-day childcare back on track. There is a lot to celebrate and it is con- entirely appropriate that the federal government is a funder of childcare in BC and now we'll be funding childcare, 10-day childcare across the country. Um, the federal government benefits when British Columbians go to work and pay taxes and buy things and pay taxes. And so it's quite um, appropriate that they should be at the table as BC builds a child care system. So British Columbia has moved from a provincial budget of just over $200 million a year for childcare in 2017 to now a budget of $1.2 billion in the coming year. That is enough money on the table to make a difference in our province, not just for families, but for educators as well. And as we look to the next few years with that increasing federal support, um, there's more that we can expect will happen. So we know that by December of this year, the average fees for families in full day programs for children before they start school will be $20 a day. That's gonna be the average. We know that by the end of this year, there will be 12,500 10 a day spaces, meaning families don't have to apply for a subsidy and they just know that their fees will be a maximum of 10 a day as they should be. So those are concrete things that are happening for families by the end of this year. We know that the $4 an hour wage enhancement is being Distributed more broadly to include educators who work in supported child development programs, um, or or um, for agencies, and educators who are also working in administrative positions. So, lots to celebrate there. We also know that by April 2026, there'll be 30,000 new childcare spaces funded in not-for-profit and and public settings, and that by April 2026, we'll have programs across the, the, not just the, uh, across BC, that will be 10 a day. So lots to celebrate. And the move to education is something that we have been calling for for a decade. So we're very happy about that. But as I said, nothing's perfect, of course. And what we're expecting and what the bilateral agreement with the federal government calls for is the development of a wage grid, a provincial competitive wage grid for educators. So not just wage enhancements, but actually a wage grid, a competitive wage grid. And we would be looking for not just wages, but overall compensation that includes working conditions to be improved for educators. And so time for educators to truly work with and implement the early learning framework, for example. Uh, which requires time for reflection not just every minute on the floor with children. We're looking for a separate capital budget when um, we're looking for a stronger mandate for school districts to be more involved in the delivery of child care. So lots of work still to do Gita um, and advocates across the province I know are ready for that for that ongoing work but also lots to celebrate.
0: Thank you so much, Sharon. And so you began your response to this question by saying, uh, "Governments never get everything right. All be very well intentioned, and at the same time, the provincial budget did put childcare back on track, uh, and the federal government as well with lots of benefits. And so very appropriate that they're at the table with lots to celebrate. You again highlighted some very concrete and credible numbers in terms of affordability, in terms of spaces, that by April 2026, 30,000 new not-for-profit spaces are anticipated. And yet in the nothing's perfect, we need to keep up the pressure to move from wage enhancement to the wage grid. And I'm thinking about the podcast that we just had last month with Linnell Anderson, who gave us such a wonderful informative overview about the wage grid. And um, as you mentioned, working conditions, school district involvement, move to the Ministry of Ed, which is about to happen in a couple of weeks. So we celebrate what has happened, and we look forward to and work for what we know still needs to happen. And then, Sharon, to our final question, what do you envision as the next steps And what can we as childcare activists and advocates do to move things onwards and upwards regarding respect and recognition for our early childhood sector? Big question.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I always like to think that each one of us has around us what I call a sphere of influence every one of us um, got friends and family and colleagues and coworkers and neighbors that we can talk to about the importance of childcare. Because many people don't, still don't know that the 10 a day childcare plan is about much more than families just paying $10 a day. Um, it's about fair and competitive wages and working conditions for educators. It's about opportunities for people to have careers within the ECE sector. It's about all families in all their diversities, um, wherever they live in British Columbia, being able to access quality programs that meet their needs, whether that shift work or um, part-time care or um, language-based care, We need to expand a system that meets the needs of all families. So there's a role for all of us to play as an advocate. Um, Of course, I always like to say, everybody should join the coalition of childcare advocates. It's the most affordable membership that you can get um, starting at $10 a year Um, and add your voice to the political voice for childcare. It's it's okay for childcare advocates to be um, educators and educators to be advocates um, everybody can take the actions when you've gone to tenaday.ca and signed up for our um, email f- to get our information when we send out a note asking you to click here and send a note to your politicians um, local politicians take the actions um, they're easy quick things that you can do as an advocate and um, whether it's talking to your parents and your neighbors, getting them to support 10 a day, whether it's becoming a member of the coalition, um, whether it's sending an email to the premier to say, hurry up and implement 10 a day childcare. There's something for each one of us to do within our own capacity. Does that answer your question, Gita?
0: That sure does uh, give us so many, again, concrete and doable suggestions that all of us can take. Um, When you reference that, uh, still a lot of people don't know much about what 10 a day is. They may have heard the title, don't actually know what all it entails. I'm reminded of an experience I had in in a lineup at the cashier where some women behind me were talking about their work and they turned to me and said, and what's your work? And I said, I'm in an the ECE. And they said, what the heck's an ECE? You know, that they weren't even familiar with that little acronym. Uh, And so I just thought, like you're saying, um, the sphere of influence, whether friends, families, co-workers, or somebody in the lineup at a supermarket can be a really important place for us to start. And then following a lot of the very doable concrete, it only takes a minute actions on the coalition's uh, website. As I've said, Sharon, in a thank you to virtually all of our podcast guests over the last number of months, your story, beginning with what led you into activism and advocacy for childcare, and the follow along really intertwines and, pardon me, interconnects your personal world, with your professional world, with your public world, and with your political world. As you said, your initial anger just gave you the power and the bravery to speak up and speak out to politicians. You've also referenced uh, what has become a lifelong learning for me? I call it the new three R's. You know, we all, all know reading, and writing, and arithmetic spelt terribly. And before the early learning framework, we're kind of concerned that maybe the early childhood sector was going to become more structured, more teacher directed, wonderfully now focusing on play. My friend taught me the new three R's relationships, reflection. And restorative practice. So when you spoke about the coalition's relationship with ECEBC way back in the 2010 to develop the 10-a-day plan, the reflection, the thoughtfulness, you know, we know we really need to move to Ministry of Education. We know we need rates enhancement that ultimately becomes uh, an enforced wage grid and restorative practice that one of the elders at the college taught me means many things. However, the theme she used and the expression by lifting up her hands was, we lift you up. And so I think without question, your responses to our questions, your time with us today, the work of coalition and ECEBC lifts all of us up in the early childhood sector. Thank you so very much. A wonderful learning and a great podcast. And back and over to Crystal and Emily. Thank you so much, Sharon, for sharing your extensive knowledge, experience, and tenacity with activism for childcare has um, been instrumental in bringing us to this pivotal time for children, families, and educators.
1: Thanks to all our listeners for listening with us today. Um, Don't forget to keep streaming and downloading BC's Path to Universal Childcare wherever you normally get your podcasts Um, and also subscribe to get future updates as they're released. Tune in next month for episode seven and don't forget to let us know what you think. We love your comments and we would like your suggestions for future episodes too. Until next time, take care.